Yo, this is Teresa Weatherspoon, better known as Teaspoon, and you're watching Real Fans, Real Talk. What's going on? We are back with another live edition of Real Fans Real Talk. We do apologize for the delay, but we've been working on some more in-studio stuff for you guys. So do not worry. We are going to hit y'all with the same content that we always do. Um, Before we get into this week's show, let me introduce my co-host, the one and only Legend in Two Games. What's going on, man? What's really good, man. Super excited to get back to it. Like you said, we got a lot coming for the people, so I hope they enjoy it. Exactly. Uh, a lot of stuff going down in the NBA, uh, but the NFL has has, has stolen some headlines uh, to this this past week. But uh, let's let's start with the NBA. Um, it, it, I hate to announce this one because really it just really sucks. Kevin Durant went down uh, with a, a pregame injury. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. But uh, Kevin Durant definitely went down with the pregame injury. Um, he's going to be out for about two to three weeks. Uh, Eric, when you heard the news, what, what was going through your mind, man? Well, when I first saw the footage, I, I laughed at first because I thought it was just, you know, a matter of being clumsy and maybe he slipped or something. Then I saw slow down and he rolled his ankles. He went to go up. And then I was like, this is why it's going to be tough for the Suns to win it all this year because on paper, as talented as they may seem, they have some guys who always seem to get injured. KD's one of those guys. He's on and off again with his injuries, especially this year again. Chris Paul has been that way as well in the past. And they're a team that isn't as deep in terms of their roster as, as some of the other teams in the West. So they need them to be fully healthy in order for them to really reach their potential. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, 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 no, way, there's no way around it. Uh, they are going to need Kevin Durant with him. They are definitely the prohibitive favorites to win the title, but if you can't trust that he's going to be on the court, nor can you trust, uh, the health of Chris Paul going into the second round. I mean, Devin Booker, he's been getting, getting banged up. Um, so this, there's a lot, a lot that they're dealing with in Phoenix with this, with these injuries. And um, it's going to be hard for the Phoenix Suns, especially right now, because the the playoff race in the Western Conference is crazy right now. Um, There's there's pretty much once you get once you get past the third seed there's kind of like a a one to two game separation between all of these teams. So we don't know who's going to end up where who's going to be in the playing tournament. Um, But Phoenix is going to have to have guys like DeAndre Ayton step up. Um, you know, we know we they gave up a lot of their defense to get Kevin Durant. So those guys that are remaining there, they're gonna have to step their games up to make up for Kevin Durant not being there pretty much for the rest of the season. Because depending on where you finish the season, you know, could be determining factor in 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 how early you go home in this year's playoffs, and then you know coming back. If if we are we even gonna get Kevin Durant to stay on the court when he comes back? Yeah, it's tough. And like you said, the West is jumbled up right now. I mean, they got a big game against Sacramento tonight. They're only two and a half games up on the Clippers who won earlier today. Um, so that a three and a half, actually, sorry. So that that could get interesting in that situation as well. If, again, that they're not at full strength. So it's going to be tough. The, the West is really going to be about matchups come playoff time. And if you're Phoenix, you want to try to finish as high as possible. Yeah, 
Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how they do. We'll see. Hopefully, nobody else uh, in Phoenix gets hurt because they cannot afford uh, another injury right now. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about that uh, about the playing tournament. What's going on in those those uh the uh, seven through ten spots in the Western Conference? Uh, the Lakers is you know they they looking like like they might you know they trying to be contenders out there. Um, and then you got you got you got the Pelicans who. who who will be without Zion for a couple of more weeks. We just heard about what happened, what's going on with his, his injury. Um, you got you got the Clippers who, who are playing your, your Knicks uh tonight. They got the, they got the Knicks and then they got they played, the, they played them earlier. Okay, and then they, they got the Lakers. That. Okay. So they're making this thing very uh difficult. I think it's, it's pretty much gonna come down to the wire. Um, Eric, who do you think will end up in the playing tournament which uh which four teams so i think dallas is going to slip because uh they're, they're again today without luca and Kyrie. i have a feeling they slip right now they're holding on to the 60 because of a tie break over golden state i think golden state is going to get up to six so i think dallas minnesota lakers and new orleans are going to be the four teams in a play-in um it's no matter how crazy the season is gone it's kind of shaped up the way we thought it would be the lakers throughout all their injuries have, have battled tough they're got themselves in position now to possibly get to 500 now. So I think the Lakers will stay in that spot in the play-in. Yeah, I, I think they will, but don't be surprised. I know, you know, this was a down game for Anthony Davis as opposed to what we had been seeing from him the past uh, couple of games. But don't be surprised if the Lakers mess around and, and, and sneak into that sixth seed because, you know, if D'Angelo Russell is going gonna, is gonna to play the way he played uh, in, in, in this past game, um, I like the Lakers' chances. They they have stepped it up in LeBron's absence. And again, we don't know what's going on with LeBron right now because there's rumors that he may need surgery. Um, he's supposed to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks, but it, it looks like the Lakers are are stepping up in his absence. So I wouldn't be surprised if they make that move. Sucks for Dallas though because you cannot afford to lose Luca right now. Um, this is such a a valuable point in the season, especially with uh, five through through ten pretty much a game apart. Every game counts, and if you're telling me they have to play with not only without Luca but now without Kyrie Irving as well, it's going to be really tough uh, for 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 Dallas to maintain position to to hold on to that sixth seed right now. Uh, Minnesota, you know, I, I think every other game they kind of go game, game by game. Um, you know, they did get the, the win against the Lakers a couple of nights ago, but then they'll come right back and they'll lose a game. Um, you know, but I, I do think that they'll they'll be able to hold on. Golden State, I, I don't know what's going on with, with Golden State right now. Um, I do think they'll be in the playing tournament, but as far as which which seed they go, I'm not sure because they, they don't have that same camaraderie that we've been used to uh, from the Golden State Warriors. Um, obviously, we know what happened at the beginning of the season, and and I don't want to feel like it's still looming from the the you know the Draymond Jordan Poole situation, but they just have not been you know on this on the same page for some time now. I don't think it has anything to do with the with the Dre situation. I think they moved on. They're missing with this team though, because they've been terrible on the road. Uh, they're seven and twenty-six, I believe the number is. Yeah, seven and twenty-six on the road, which is crazy to think a veteran team that's been as battle-tested as them has struggled that much on the road. 
so I think there's some bigger issues there. Uh, but I, the reason I think they're going to overtake Dallas is because Dallas has really struggled. They're three and seven in their last 10. They've struggled since they acquired Kyrie. They have some big leads that they've blown as well. So I just don't trust them at this point. I think even when they start to get those guys back, Luke and Kyrie, they're going to continue to struggle. Yeah. Um, it, and it sucks. I don't know. I don't know if, if, if there's going to be a repeat in their future uh, this season. Um, another team who I'm worried about, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, we know what's been going on. Giles kind of taking over the NBA headlines the, the, the last couple of weeks. Um, he's going to be out indefinitely with the with the suspension. You know, obviously he made a very bad decision to go on Instagram live and and and, and to uh be flashing uh, allegedly flashing a, a gun. So he's gonna be out indefinitely. Uh the Grizzlies did get the win against the Warriors, but I mean, we, we both kind of just mentioned how much the Warriors have been struggling uh, this season. So that, you know, doesn't really surprise me too, too much. Um, but is there a chance that Memphis falls into the playing tournament? No, I don't think so. The roster is good enough. Um, I think they're, they're pretty good right now. We're looking at a team that's, you know, they're tied for second. In terms of record, Sacramento still plays tonight, so Sacramento could still take a half-game lead over them. But between Memphis and a playing game, you're talking about a six-game difference. I don't think they're going to fall off the table that bad. Uh, they've shown that they've been able to win without John. They've shown it for the last two years because it was the same thing last year. So yeah. I think they'll be fine. I, To me, what, what aside from Jaws off-the-court stuff, what concerns me about this team and their ability to really make a, a big playoff run is their maturity. I just don't think they have the maturity of a team that can go deep into the playoffs. You saw it yesterday again with Dylan Brooks, um, or oh, two nights ago with Dylan Brooks and and you know his his on again thing with, with Draymond and the Warriors. Then he came out today and made some comments about Kyrie, like I hope Kyrie plays because him and Kyrie got into some some words when they were in, when he was in Brooklyn. So I think that's what's really going to hold them back. Super talented team. We talked about Dylan Brooks many times, but the maturity level of his team I think is what's holding them back from being a very elite team. Let me ask you this. Uh... <laughs> Who's who, who? Who side you taking, Draymond or Dylan Brooks? I'm taking the side of the guy who was a former Defensive Player of the Year, who's a four-time NBA champion, who's a four-time All-Star, and I think he's a three-time All-First Team defense. So I think it might be four. Four-time All-Team defense. I mean, the, the the resume speaks for itself. No matter how you feel about Draymond, Draymond is an accomplished guy in the NBA. I don't know if he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. I do think he will get into the Hall of Fame because we know ultimately damn near everybody who has some sort of resume gets in. But I'm going to take him every day of the week over Dylan Brooks, who has not accomplished anything in the league. Yeah. Um, listen, don't don't get it twisted just because uh, Memphis won that that, you know, that last game. Um, it, it, if you're talking to Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green, they ain't no, this not even close. Let's let's be clear. The the only statistical category that Dylan Brooks has ever led the lead in the league in is fouls. Um, you know, and even if you look at this season, right? I think Dylan Brooks is averaging a little bit over 14 points a game, but that's literally the only category that he is better on green in. 
you know, Draymond Green ain't, ain't going to be the scorer when you got the, the two best shooters this side of Larry Bird <laughs> on the court next to you. And then you could throw in Jordan Poole as the as as the third splash brother. You know, I don't expect uh, Draymond Green to be, to, to, to be putting up buckets, you know, that crazy. Um, so <sighs> Dylan Brooks, you got to You got to accomplish some things first in this league. You're talking a little too crazy. Um Outfits that he wears pregame, you know, going into the into the to the to the arenas. I don't know what it is with Dylan Brooks, but you gotta you gotta actually have a way that you talk. Also, is pretty much null and void. That's why Draymond's calling you a clown. That's why he's calling you an idiot when he goes on his new media <laughs> podcast and breaks you down. Anything yet in this league? Um, so just, you know, listen, try to try to try to get out the second round of the playoffs before, you know, you start talking, talking crazy like this. Yeah. D- Dylan Brooks. I mean, I've said it before. He's a talented ball player, so I don't want to take nothing away from him on the court. But he reminds me a lot of remember um, there was a guy played in Portland. He played in a couple other places as well, but Portland specifically. Ruben Patterson, who used to call himself the Kobe stopper because he had one good game guarding Kobe. And then every time after that, Kobe lit him up. And Ruben Patterson became infamous just for that because he called himself, you know, like the Kobe stopper and then got lit up every time after that. Dylan Brooks is kind of treading in that same direction right now. He's trending in that same direction where it's like you, you talk in a bigger game than your game actually produces. As you mentioned, you're a 14 point scorer. Cool. Solid. Decent ball player. You're not a bum. But you're talking as if you're lighting the world on fire and that, like as if Draymond isn't on your level. It's the actual opposite. You're not on Draymond's level. You just look foolish. Exactly. Now, Melissa, I'm going to put your comment up on the screen here. Um, I don't believe that is the case because I've never, never heard that. Heard that but Melissa, if you know something that we don't know, then, you know, you, you got to back that up. Um, now, <laughs> well, maybe look something up here, Melissa. I didn't I didn't know that. But <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, yeah, we're going to have to do some do some research on that one because I'm not sure. And and I don't want to slander that man's reputation if that's not the case. But uh, shout out to Melissa. We, we appreciate you dropping the comment. Um, I see everybody starting to check in. Uh, you know, apologies, guys. You know, we're not in our, in our normal time, but, you know, we do have some things, other things going on as far as in, 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 in work and things like that. So sometimes we do have to switch up the schedule, um, but we are here for you guys. Keep dropping those comments. Also this, uh, this weekend, we're going to be back in the TV studio recording. We're putting together oh. the much more special. So we need you guys to drop those top fives for us. Remember the best player at each position, either send us an email or DM us, let us know. Actually, you know what? You can you guys can actually throw throw them in the comments uh now as a matter of fact too since we're since we're live and, and that's gonna be going down um we're gonna be recording that next week and so if whoever's doing right now with us if you want to throw your top five at each position or your you know the best player each position you can actually throw those in the comments uh right now because we we about to get to the Mountain Rushmore special next week uh and they're right I see who Baller Scoop mentioned it as well yeah I looked it up it, it's true he was dating a transgender model um that was confirmed as of november so okay. all right well uh i, yeah. I, mean, I don't just about any personal life uh melissa you at you have starting trouble <laughs> i mean we, she put us on to something i i didn't remember hearing that story but obviously it was out there exactly um hold on let me we got a whole bunch of 
So let me just well, yeah, we might as well throw a well, scoop comment up there since since now we got the confirmation. Is that what's going on? Is that yeah. is that that's official tissue? That's official tissue, yep. Oh, all right. Well, you know what? But I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'm on I'm gonna jump in. Um, I'm gonna switch over and we're gonna go go to uh to Hoop Baller Scoop's other comment here. Uh damn, any word on on when Andrew Wiggins returning? He's been going for about three weeks, I guess. Yeah, family matter, but man, when he come back, yeah, they definitely need I mean they yeah, they could use uh Andrew Wiggins, a guy who's definitely leveled up. Um two way two way wing. They could use him right now. They could definitely use the extra offensive uh push right now. Um for Andrew Wiggins, but again, you know, his family matters. You know, we can't I can't really speculate on that right now, but hopefully he comes back soon because the Warriors definitely need him. Yeah, they definitely need him, especially now Kaminga just went down the other night. So now you're using two of your athletic wings who who can defend multiple positions. Uh, but we also know Andrew Wiggins, you know, more than proved his worth during last year's playoff. And they they definitely need him back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Let me throw Ron Ron's comment up here. So I know we, we kind of talked about KD, but uh, Ron Ron says KD will be checked out in two weeks. So how can Durant get a, a flow with the Suns? Will it have to be playoff time? I think, yeah. I think that's what it's looking like. It's looking like... It's gonna be playoff time. Um, it's kind of because I did. I remember I, um, the uh, the the when your when your friend sends you a, a crazy uh parlay, I said on, on IG, and it was like uh Kevin Durant under fifteen points, and uh and, and it, as soon as the game starts, it's like Kevin Durant goes down, and then every next day Kevin Durant goes down in in the warmups. Um, but yeah, they're gonna have to wait till the playoffs. It's looking like to you know, to, to get that chemistry going. But if you look at the way they started, um, as soon as Kevin Durant kind of checked in, um, when he, when he first came back off the injury, everything kind of flowed pretty well. You know what I mean? Like they, the team looked good. Those couple of games that Kevin Durant was there. So I don't think it's going to take too much chemistry wise for them to get things in order. I think it's, it's just more so about, can those guys stay healthy? Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. And that's why I, if they can win it all this year, um, though they might have the most talented roster because these things take time. You got to gel with your teammates. You got to get comfortable, especially in tight game situations. And they won't really get that opportunity, as, as Ron Ron mentioned, probably until the playoffs. So yeah. you you hope for the best. You hope that when he does come back, he's 100% and there are no limitations on his game and there are no limitations on amenities he can play. But you also got to factor that in as well. If he doesn't play any more regular season games and he goes into the playoffs, is he going to be in game shape to play 38, 40 minutes a night? You know, that could be another issue with them. Yeah. Gotta see. Shout out to Pooh. Thank you uh for sending yeah, that. I, I was just about to say, don't put up her, her list though, because I don't want that to affect nobody else's list. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna put it up. Um, but thank you, Pooh. We get we definitely taking all the all the tabulations down. I'm gonna stop looking at your list. All right, I'll see you. I like I mean, yeah, I like it. I like it, I like it. Keep sending them, keep sending them list in, guys. It's a, it's a I like her list too because it's a very modern list. That's pretty much the list of the like the last twenty to twenty five years of the league. Yeah, exactly. Um, shout out to Mika. Let me throw Mika's comment. Eric, you want to take Mika's? What's up with all these injuries in the NBA? It's crazy. It is crazy. 
Um, I think there's a combination of things going on. You know, some of it is just being cautious. Guys sometimes probably could play through injuries, but obviously the ultimate goal is to try to win a championship. So if you got to sit out a game or two in the regular season, you do that. The other part of it is, you know, a lot these guys put a lot of wear and tear on their body. You got to remember, we 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 love to see the summer league shootouts and, and these guys going to these rec leagues in the summertime. They're putting a lot of wear and tear on their body to be ready for the season. And then when the season comes, now you got that additional wear and tear. So it's a combination of both. Some of it is the workload. Some of it is just being cautious. Facts. And then, you know, one thing I was um, I was watching, I forgot which program I was watching earlier this week. And another thing that we don't always take into account is that especially if you're talking about over, I would say, the last 20 years, a lot of these guys are playing AAU ball from from eight, nine years old. So imagine the wear and tear that you're putting on your body starting from eight, nine years old going all the way up through college and into the pros. If you make it to the playoffs and go on those deep runs, if you play in the Olympics, if you play in the world games, that's a lot on, on, on guys' bodies, especially we're talking about a, a league where it's all about the athleticism, guys high-flying, dunking, and pressure of of, of, of landing and, and, and um, guys get older, you know, on top of that too, you know. So it, it, it sucks because – Nobody wants to go into the playoffs missing, you know, all of these superstars. You know, I'm we're hoping that that Luca, you know, is able to come back. Um, we want to see Durant back. We want to see LeBron back. Giannis has missed the last couple of games, um, so we want to see these guys in, in in the games. But you know, the, sometimes the wear and tear on, on on your body, man, it's it's really nothing that you can do about it. You know. Yeah, that that is a great point. You know. Uh... That a younger athlete now is playing a lot more games than when we were growing up. Uh, like you said, with travel teams with AAU and then for your for your school as well. Uh, you also got to remember too now that um, USA is really committed to the development of USA basketball. A lot of these guys spend their summer with the Olympic team working out, you know, in preparation. I, I heard some interesting that Andre Iguodala recently said on, a, I believe, Club Shay Shay, where he was saying he normally don't touch a basketball until like August or September, right? Literally right before the season starts. But he said that's in contrast to the way it used to be where back in the day, the season would end in June, two or three weeks later, you would be right back in the gym. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of these guys are playing basketball year round. And as you mentioned, the wear and tear that, you know, 20 years of, of playing year round ball is going gonna, is gonna to take a soul. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let me see what who ball the scoop talking about. Well, he wants to go to college real quick. All right, let's Eric, let's take a quick quick uh turn to the to the youngins. Let's talk a little bit of college uh basketball. Hoop Baller Scoop says, Who y'all like in the NCAA tournament this year? Who's your favorite to win it all? And maybe a sleeper. I assume y'all watch college ball too. Yes, we do watch college college ball, and as a Blue Devil fan, you will not ever see me pick any other team except for the Blue Devils to win it all. Yes, I am a biased uh, sports fan when it comes to to my teams. I will not pick against them no matter what. Trip's connection is acting up there. I'm not. I, I won't give a sleeper just yet. You hear me, Trip? I hear you. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Because the connection went out there. I won't pick a sleeper just yet because I'll wait till the brackets come out um, and see who has kind of a favorable favorable path. Uh, but some of the teams I like, I do like Alabama. They had a good win today. Uh, yeah, Duke is about to play in a little bit as well. Um, Kansas right now is losing, but I do like Kansas. Um, and I think Houston's a really good team as well. But I want to wait till the brackets come out and kind of gauge the path to the Final Four before I start making some solid predictions on it. 
I'm still going with with Duke, just so y'all know. That's that's my guys. So I gotta, you know, gotta stick with the <laughs> with the home team. They at the Garden tonight, right? Against Virginia. Is it, oh yeah, it's right because they switched it because they they swapped back and forth between the the Barclays Center and the, and the Garden. The last couple of years, they've been swapping back and forth. Right. The uh, ACC tournaments. Um. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Title game is going down. We need this, man. I know uh, Coach Kane ain't with us this season, but uh, I think I think Duke is still going going to take that tonight. Um, man, man, sis, who? Okay, I see you, man, man. Alabama and UCLA. Uh, I just wonder is Houston's camp that great in the in the conference? That's a fair question. I like I like their coach. I like the program they built it, built there because this is over several years. This isn't like a, a flash in the pan for them. So that's kind of why I mentioned them there. But again. You're right. Depending on the bracket they're in and, and the level of competition, they may not be able to hold up to a tougher bracket. So only time will tell once we see where everybody's placed. Yeah. And again, I mean, the tournament is really any anything goes. Um, we, we've seen teams that n- never in a million years should go as far as they go. You know, we've seen teams that should make it to to the to the, at least the, the, the final four get bumped in the first round. It You know, it's it's, it's that, that's literally like. The definition of March Madness is definitely truest to the form because anything is possible once that tournament starts. Let's see who ball of school. North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he says North Carolina choked this year after being in the title game last year and was preseason number one. It happens. Guys, you yeah. know, especially when guys move on, guys, guys going to the league or, you know, overseas, wherever they go and guys move on, it, it happens. That's the thing about college uh, basketball, too, you know, with a lot of guys going one and done. Yeah, it's tough. It's it's a it's a tough path, man. Like you said, to live up to that hype from the previous year with the expectations. Um, they just couldn't handle the expectations. And it happens sometimes, you know, it's still a great program, but it, it does happen. Absolutely. And uh, guys, definitely appreciate everybody that's that's rocking with us. Make sure you guys are following us on all our social media, facebook.com forward slash real fans, real talk, Twitter, Instagram at real fan talk. Um, and of course, subscribe to that YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash for the fans productions. I'm going to throw it up on the screen right now for you guys. Make sure I click that, that subscribe button so y'all can stay locked in with everything that we have uh, going on. Um, and also make sure you guys are subscribed to the to the Real Fans Real Talk and the Sanchez Show podcast uh, streaming on all major platforms. We got a lot of content that's going to be coming your, you guys' way. We got a couple of specials that's going to be coming up soon as well. Um, we got the band back together. We're going to be back in the uh, in, in the TV studio. So yeah, you guys will get to see us in the TV studio uh, within the next couple of weeks. We're going to be back. Um, doing some specials, so make sure you guys are, are, are locked in with us on all of our social media because that's the only way to know when and where we are going to be doing what we're going to be doing. I like, yeah, I'm looking forward to to next week getting in the studio, man. It's been a few years now. Obviously, the pandemic really changed everything, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to getting back in the studio and and allowing all of our supporters, you know, all the people that, that tune into the show to be able to see us in that element as well. Cause they, all they've gotten is this trip. They've only gotten, you know, the, the, the zoom type setting from us for the last three years. Now they get an opportunity to see that. And I, I hope they really enjoy it. Yeah. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm see if we can still, if we can still, while we were in the studio recording, I'm gonna see if we can get y'all some like behind the scenes 
of us in the studio uh recording maybe we'll try to go try to go live um while we're recording in the studio as well just so you guys can get that right there in the moment um see us doing our thing um because a lot of you guys haven't seen us because we haven't really been in the, in the in the tv station since uh since COVID. so right. yeah definitely looking forward to uh to doing that let me see man man eric you want to take man man's comment I do because I like this one as well. He said, "If I said to you all, is Magic Johnson the best point guard ever? Still, how do you all think he would do in today's NBA?" So, it's a, it's a good question. I think Magic would really thrive in today's NBA because of the spacing of the floor and his ability to just be able to put people in pick and roll. And it would be similar to Luca. Now, I don't want to say it's the same type of game as Luca because obviously Luca is a tremendous shooter, and Magic didn't have to do that as a player, but just the ability to choose the defender you want to attack and put him in pick and roll all day and then just dissect the defense. I think Magic would have crazy numbers in today's NBA, not only as a passer, but also as a scorer. Yeah. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I think we would kind of get what, what we see from, it would kind of be like a, a, an even better version of Chris Paul. Cause yep. Magic wasn't, wasn't the, the greatest shooter, but he could, he's a scorer. Um, he can he can run offense the way that Chris Paul does. He's a facilitator, facilitator, one of the greatest passes that we've ever seen. Um, and again, I mean, he's six nine running the running the point. Magic is going to be magic no matter when he played in the NBA, whether that was in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s, or right now. Magic Johnson is going to be greatest player still um, because we're talking about somebody who was just so versatile. Um, kind of, kind of, he can pretty much do it all, you know. So, yeah, I think I think Magic is still going to be the goal, even if he played now. Yeah, I, I agree, I, and that's what like a, a convo we had a couple weeks ago, Trip. When um, I think it was Hoop Baller School, we talked about Magic, and we were having a conversation about if if Steph could ever surpass Magic, and I said then I don't think he can. And you know, I think as great as Magic was, we still didn't get to see everything he could do because some of it was reined in. You know, he played on the team with Kareem. He played on a team with Byron Scott and Michael Cooper and some other uh, the Hall of Fame guys. And so he didn't get to show us everything he could do. So yeah. just imagine him in today's NBA. If you put him on the court with four guys that could shoot and you just space the floor and said, Magic, go to work. I mean, the highlight reel would, would be two hours long. It would it maybe even longer than that. Absolutely. It's magic, man. Right. <laughs> what else can you say? That's Magic Johnson. Hey, I'm going to throw up Courtney. Shout out to uh, to Courtney. Um, is is there a dream guest y'all would love to interview or dream guest? Um, let me say this because again, because Courtney, because I think you're one of our new viewers. Um, we I've actually interviewed a couple of the of of my dream guests uh on the show. Um we actually had the last television interview with Anthony Mason uh before he passed away. Um, so that would, would have been one. Um, and then also we had Deontay Wilder on the show. I think that's another one for me. Outside of that, um, of, of people that we didn't have, I would say AI is one that I would really, uh, really love to do. Um, and of course, I mean, come on, man, LeBron James. <laughs> you know that y'all know that's my guy, man. Even if y'all only been watching the show for a week, y'all know LeBron James is my guy. But uh, what about you, Eric? So I, I'll, I'll take one and. I it's a couple. It's a great question. If we're talking basketball, it would be AI or Michael Jordan. They were my favorite two players growing up. So those would be the guys I would love to just pick their brain. 
if we were talking NFL, it would have to be uh Dion primetime. Yes, yep, yep. Um Dion would have to be on a list. Somebody like a Peyton Manning, because Peyton Manning's always been my favorite quarterback. John Madden, oh, I always said John Madden would be somebody I would love to pick his brain just because of the way he viewed the game and the way he was able to analyze it on TV. If we were talking boxing, you mentioned Deontay Wilder. Deontay is a great one. It would be Floyd. Floyd's my favorite boxer of all time. So I would love to, you know, speak to Floyd and see how he viewed not only the business side of it, but in the ring, the preparation for it. So those would be some of the guys. And then if we were talking baseball, uh, King Griffey Jr. King Griffey Jr. All time, my favorite baseball player. Yes, I know that's your guy. Eric. Yeah, that's my guy all time. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. If we, you know what? Let me let me just give you. I I gotta I gotta um I gotta throw uh Derek Jeter in there. Then um I think that's a dope one. Um and it just oh and just non sports related Denzel College. Love your connection. Yeah, your connection was going out there. You said Denzel. Who else? I said Denzel and Derek Jeter. Okay. All right. And then Courtney, yes, um, we have interviews uh, with a lot of guests. You can go on our YouTube channel. Let me throw the YouTube back up on the screen really quick. Um, if you go on the YouTube, you can see interviews that we've done with Al Harrington. Oh, um, man, that was a great one. Yeah. Dope that was a great one. Yeah. Al Harrington. Um, oh my goodness, why am I drawing a blank right now? We don't have so many daggone guests on the show. Um, Harrison, um, well, well, oh my goodness, I feel so bad right now. Um, geez, from the um, from the uh, the Seahawks, um, oh, uh, uh, the cornerback, um, yeah, I'm so sorry right now. (laughs) One, one of the members of the Legion of Boom, oh my goodness, yeah, I'm, I'm mad that, yeah, and that was a good one too. I'm so I'm so I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm drawing the drawing the blank right now. Um, but we've definitely we, we definitely have had a couple of uh of athletes on the show, a lot of boxers. We we've had a lot of Hall of Fame boxers on the show. Um, I ran the Blade Barkley we've had on the show. Um we've had a couple of the new the new jacks in the boxing scene. We actually we had uh Shushu on the show. There you go. Walter Thurman. I had, yeah, I, I was mad too that I can't remember. Like, yeah, it was Walter Thurman we had on. The Thurman we had on the show before. Um, we had a lot of guests, man. If 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 y'all if y'all watch uh Sisters on BT, we had Deval Ellis on the show uh this past year. Um, man, we've had we've had a lot of guys so, and, and ladies as well. We had Kim Hampton on the show, mm-hmm. we've had uh Teresa Weatherspoon on the show before, we've had John Starks on the show before. So yeah, we we got a lot of guests. As a matter of fact, rest in peace, DJ K Slade. DJ K Slade didn't even even showed us love before. Um, so we done had a lot of people. Just go on the YouTube channel, and uh, you can you guys can see all our past uh, interviews with different athletes and and entertainers. We've been doing this thing for for a really long time. So um, all you gotta do is lock in with us on YouTube. That's why we tell you guys to, to subscribe to that channel because that's where you're gonna find everything at. Um. Okay, Courtney, we just gonna you know let's go right into it because they tried to they tried you know they tried to uh get my man Sean Kemp up out of here. <laughs> so yeah, yes, we definitely heard about the shooting Sean Kemp. I, I don't even know what to say to to, to that well, one. The the last I've heard, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, but I did see the video 
And then the last I heard, the reason he was released was because he shot back in defense. The car he shot at actually had flashed a gun at him. I don't know if they actually let off any rounds, but they did flash a gun at him. And then that's when he pulled his gun and shot once at them. So it was all in self-defense. If that is true, you know, then I don't think he did anything wrong. It's a crazy situation. Also, uh, the backstory on it was that the people in that car had actually stole some things from Sean Kemp. And he followed them to that parking lot, which led to the ultimate um, incident that took place there. So if, if all those things are true, Sean Kemp did nothing wrong. He was defending himself and he was trying to retrieve some stolen property. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm glad he's good because Sean Kemp was one of my, my guys back in the day. Nobody nobody was dunking on cats like Sean Kemp was dunking on cats. And then pointing at him. Yeah. <laughs> Until he got now the that's attack. Now that's attack. Yeah, that's, that's you can't you, you can't you can't even yoke a guy up no more like my man Michael Porter did. <laughs> Zach Collins the other night. You can't even do that no more. Nah. Hey, listen, if if y'all do get a chance, go back and uh and check that Anthony Mason interview because he definitely said the league has gotten soft <laughs> during that interview. So go back and check and check that one out as well. Yeah, Ron Ron, a Teresa Weatherspoon interview um is is on is on the YouTube channel as well. Um, that's that's one of our old older co-hosts that did the interview. But if you go on to YouTube and just type in "Real Fans, Real Talk," Teresa Witherspoon, you should be able to find it up there. Um, it's it's along with with all our other uh, interviews that we've done uh, in the past. We even had the late uh, the late great Harold Letterman on the show too for all y'all boxing fans out there. Um, y'all know Harold Letterman because that's the Letterman card on HBO uh, boxing. So we even had him on uh, before he passed away as well too. So. Definitely go check that out, man. We got a, we got a lot of stuff. Matter of fact, y'all got to check out we Taj Gibson. Uh, Eric Eric interviewed Taj Gibson. What, what, that was what three years ago now, Eric. We did the Taj Gibson. Uh, actually, no, four years ago. So it was the summer before the pandemic. That was the summer of 2019. So it was going on four years. Shout yes. out to Taj Gibson. That was an amazing event. He used to host. I think he still hosts it in the Fort Greene projects over there in Brooklyn, where he grew up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, just very welcoming. He he invited us out. We were able to get a couple minutes with him because everybody wanted some time with Taj to speak to him. Uh, but yeah. he granted us a few minutes. We got to speak and enjoyed it, just the whole scenery. And uh, it was an amazing event. I, I I had never seen anything like that before where they literally built a basketball court in the middle of their projects and hosted a youth tournament there and had vendors out there. It was an amazing event. Yeah. And it was it was the hardwood courts, too. So yeah. they they actually really <laughs> built that that uh that uh court out there and it was dope. Everything was dope. Literally right in the middle of the projects, hundreds of of of, of people out there, and it was all just love. Like no, love. no, no, no craziness, no nothing from start to ending. It was it was all love. So big shout out to Taj Gibson on that. Um when he's doing something else, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rock out with him again once he once he's um doing some more stuff because he's always um in the neighborhood and whatnot. So you know, shout out to him as well. We got we got next on the rundown. We be we be just getting into yo man. We love y'all when y'all be dropping in the comments, um, because we we just be getting off off track. But we love it. So y'all keep sending them comments in. Um. Oh, uh, Patrick Ewan. He's no yeah. longer the uh the head coach at Georgetown. Um, sucks. I like I like Patrick Ewan, man. I. I always wanted him to have a shot at coaching the Knicks. Um, didn't really work out like that. Um, but you know, at least he did get to get to coach as alma mater for for a little while. Um, who knows? Maybe he'll get an, another coaching job uh, in the league. 
It'll be tough, man. Um, you know, they didn't have much success at Georgetown. Um, it wasn't all on Pat as well. I mean, they just didn't get the recruiting classes that they needed to compete with the with the big fish of, of the NCAA. But, um, yeah, man, he gave it a shot. He tried to go back and try to revive the program. It didn't quite work out. I'm sure he may end up on somebody's uh, bench as an assistant coach because he was a longtime assistant in the NBA before going to college route. Yeah. Yeah. So – Hopefully so. I mean, that's a that's a that's a Hall of Famer right there, man. Come on, man. Get, get my man Patrick Ewing some love, man. Right. <laughs> you know, shoot. Um. Oh, let's go. Let's 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 jump over to the to the NFL. Um. I mentioned earlier in the program that uh the NFL tried to take all of the headlines this week. Uh, the Chicago Bears have officially traded the number one overall draft pick to the Carolina Panthers. Um, the Bears will get wide receiver DJ Moore as well as a uh, couple of first round picks, a couple of second round picks. Um, I like it. I like I like the trade um, for both teams because if you're if you're the Bears, you already got your quarterback with uh, Justin Fields. We saw he kind of leveled up this past season, um, and I think he'll get better, especially now with all them draft picks that they that they just uh, brought over and and. Along with uh, DJ Moore, who's who's a great wide receiver, um, I think they'll be able to really fill out that roster um, and and get Justin Fields the help that he's going to need. And then for Car- Carolina, um, I mean, you pretty much have have just won the, the the Bryce Young sweepstakes, and everyone is projecting this kid to be one of those guys. So I like to trade for both for both teams. Yeah, I'll start with Carolina. Um, they've been desperate for a franchise quarterback. I think they've started six different quarterbacks in the last three years since Cam Newton left, something like that. So they wanted somebody to be the franchise quarterback in the face of the franchise for the next 10 to 12 years. So now they get that opportunity to do that. But I am hearing rumors that they may trade back again, that they may now leverage the number one pick to get some, some of those assets back because they are I, I'm assuming it's either Young or C.J. Stroud that they're targeting. And maybe they feel like they can still move back and be able to get one of those guys. If they do, it's it's a very risky move because you gave up a lot to go up to number one. So you got to make sure that you get the guy you want. For the Bears, uh, I think it's a great trade. We talked about it before. They need a lot of pieces. They're not close enough to competing yet. So even if they had traded Justin Fields and taken a quarterback now, it doesn't really change anything for you because you're still years away from being a playoff caliber team. You need to develop as much talent as you can right now getting two first, getting two seconds, and also getting DJ Moore helps you in that process. And I think for the Bears now, it's a two-year window for Justin Fields because in two years, you're going to have to determine if you want to pick up that fifth-year option and pay Justin Fields an extension. So now you get an opportunity to see what he can do with more talent around him and then make the determination on him. Yeah, I, I agree. A um, couple of more moves. Uh, Giants, they gave uh, Daniel Jones the extension. And they gave Saquon Barkley the franchise tag. And you don't sound happy. Well, <laughs> I, 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 not, I'm not that I, I'm not happy. It's just that I, because I, I get it. I mean, realistically, I mean, maybe, I mean, are you going to, you could have tried, I guess we're going to make the trade for Lamar, Lamar Jackson, but I just didn't see that one happening. And, and outside of Lamar Jackson, I mean, we're going to try to get Derek Carr. No, I don't want Derek Carr. Do you want Aaron Rodgers for two years, and then you got to start this whole process all over again? So I get it. Um, you know, Daniel Jones continues to improve. He had his best season last year under Brian Dable. Um, obviously, they still have a lot of 
holes they need to fill um, at wide receiver because, you know, we, we've stressed so many times that at best they may have a, a number three receiver on their team. So I definitely, I get it. Um, and yeah, I would love to see Saquon with a long-term deal because I think last year was probably his best year um, uh, to date. But I understand as, as well um, the franchise tag on, on, on Saquon Barkley. Um, I just would like us to, you know, to go after. And I told you the other day, uh, the Vikings released Adam Thielen. Um, you got DeAndre Hopkins, who's possibly who could be uh, available. Um, uh, what's the kid from uh, from from the Chargers? Uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, yeah, is also available. So, so there's some, well, they, some. They just, yeah, they just reworked Keenan Allen's deal. I think so. He's going to be staying. The Chargers <laughs> did a lot of reworking over the last two days. Uh, shout out to Will Gordon because he, he sent it over to me as well. I think they reworked Ghost's deal as well. A couple of their vets to uh, get a little further under the cap, but also keep those guys on deals that, that can keep them in L.A. Yeah. So, but there's a couple of guys they can get. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping they, they do that. They do go out and get um, either pick up Adam Thielen. Who, and obviously, I know he's not Adam Thielen of three years ago, but... I think he is a very feasible, consistent uh, veteran linebacker, uh, excuse me, veteran wide receiver, and I would love to see the Giants get him. Obviously, you still got to go get somebody else. I mean, ideally, I would like for them to bring in up Thielen and then draft a wide receiver in the second round uh, of this uh, upcoming NFL draft and kind of fill out the wide receiver spots like that. Um, but, you know, yeah, so you – there was I didn't, I didn't think there was much the Giants was going to be able to do outside of that. Um, obviously, I mean, yeah, if, if if I thought they realistically could have got Lamar Jackson, I you know that. But other than that, you know, you you got to bring back, you know, Daniel Jones. I know people might say, oh, he did the forty, but again, we saw we just finished saw him having his his best season ever, a huge improvement from last season to to from the season before last to last season, and then not only do the Giants kind of surprise the world and make the playoffs. They go out and they win a playoff game uh, on on the road and 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 move on into the playoffs. So you know, yeah, I get it. Go ahead and give Daniel Jones some money. He, he earned it. Yeah, time, timing is everything. Timing is everything, and he had uh, his best year during his contract year, and it forced the Giants into a tough spot, and they had to make a decision. Um, I think the money is a little high, but at the same time, as you mentioned, what were really your options? You know, because if you're going to go after uh, Lamar or Aaron Rodgers, you're going to give up a lot of draft capital and still have to pay those guys anyway. Um, The Giants are in a situation where last year they were up against the cap, so they don't have much cap space. They're trying to take care of their own by bringing back Daniel Jones and Saquon. I don't know what their official cap number is going to look like, um, but they may be a team that kind of waits around, like you said, to either draft the receiver in the second round or maybe take a veteran receiver a little later in free agency, maybe not the first couple of days, but as you know, as, as guys start to wait around, then maybe you pick up a veteran receiver to bring them in. A couple other names I want to throw out there too that I think will be available. I think Devontae Adams will be available because Vegas doesn't seem like they're going after a veteran quarterback, and I don't think they're going to be able to get a young quarterback in the first round of this year's draft. So Devontae may force his way out of there. Um, Michael Thomas with the Saints. I don't know how you feel about him now because he's is pretty much missed, you know, almost three years of football at this point with all the injuries. Uh, yeah. But I think he will also be available as well because the Saints have been able to draft some some young replacements and they may be going in a different direction there. If you can get him for cheap, 
I wouldn't mind taking a shot on Michael Thomas. Just you know, because who knows? Maybe maybe he can come back and 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 play play this season. I'm not gonna you know throw the bag at him by by no means, just because I haven't seen you on the field in in the, in this past couple of years, couple of seasons. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go crazy on the price tag. But yeah, if I can get him for cheap, I wouldn't mind taking Michael Thomas. I mean, we're talking about uh somebody you know just a couple of years ago was was that what 100 receptions on the season he's, um, he's had multiple 100 uh cash seasons he he can ball out we know that that's yeah. not the question the question is can he stay healthy exactly so yeah i take a chance on him if it, if, it, if the price tag is low um i would um baltimore huge disappointment i'm i'm extremely upset um i don't and I wanted, I wanted to wear my, my, my Ravens hat, um, but I just I can't right now because I'm so disappointed in the team at, that they <coughs> excuse me, that they couldn't get this thing done. Um, you have one of the best quarterbacks in football, um, a, a kid who's young, who's already got an MVP in this league, and you playing this game right now. This is not what you do to to a superstar quarterback. Um Lamar Jackson is worth every bit of the fully guaranteed money that he wants. When you look at all of these other quarterbacks around the league, there there's maybe four of them, and and I don't even want to count the the older guys. But as far as the younger guys, there's really you know what I'm saying Patrick Mahomes is 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 the only one that really you know kind of has that that better resume than Lamar Jackson because. Nobody else, none of these other guys. If you look at Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, uh, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, none of these guys have an MVP. Dak Prescott, um, you know, none of these guys have gotten an MVP, and 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 they're all getting those big paydays. Pay my man Lamar Jackson, please straighten this thing out so we can move on and then go and get a wide receiver so that he can step his game up to to the to the next level. I'll, I'll say this trip. I think that everyone is upset because it's not happening as fast as they want it to happen. But I think ultimately it will happen. It will work itself out. And again, timing is everything. If Lamar Jackson, if this was last season, when the bidding for a quarterback was much higher, because we saw how teams were going after Deshaun Watson, I think the Ravens would have been forced to make this happen sooner. But now we're talking about a quarterback who has missed significant time over the last two years. We're also talking about a quarterback who, though he is an MVP of the league, his resume is very incomplete. And I know some people don't want to hear this, but it's true. Lamar Jackson has not played well in the playoffs. And granted, you could say, hey, he doesn't have the receivers. I get all that. But Lamar Jackson and Daniel Jones got the same amount of playoff wins. So that, to me, speaks to we need a little bit more from you. I think Lamar is a great quarterback. This isn't to knock him. I think he deserves his bag. But I also think that there's a situation playing out in Baltimore where they're viewing this as if we give him the money, how the hell are we supposed to take care of those other skill positions uh, that we need around him? Like you said, like a receiver. How can we take care of the old line if he's eating up that much of the cap? And I think Lamar's going to have to bend a little bit. I think Lamar can get the money he wants, but I don't think he can get it fully guaranteed, which is what he's really holding out for. He wants something similar to what Deshaun Watson got. And we all know that that deal was bad by the Browns last year. That wasn't a good deal. And yeah. so, you know, the Ravens can't make that type of deal. And I think we as fans got to view it that way, too. Like, we can't knock the Browns for doing it and say, oh, that's terrible. You can't do that. But then expect the Ravens to do it as well. The Ravens just can't do that. So 
I think Lamar's going to have to bend a little bit. He might be able to get the money he wants. He might even be able to get the years he wants, but he's not going to get it fully guaranteed. Yeah. Well, you know, so the problem is, which kind of like makes the situation even worse, is that you brought over Roquan Smith last year in the trade and you gave him the bag. So now if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm like, hold up. You've been telling me I've been here my whole career putting 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 my livelihood on the line, playing hurt, and you just gave the bag to somebody who, who just came over. Now, granted, I love Roquan Smith. He's worth every dollar that the Ravens gave him. But if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm just like, yo, where's the where's the loyalty? I've been I, here with I, one thousand percent agree. One thousand percent agree. And we talked about it at that time that that was going to make this a very tricky situation because mm -hmm. Roquan, as great as he is, that was not a position of need. They already had Patrick Queen. Right. So now they got two great inside linebackers, but they didn't need Roquan Smith and they didn't need to pay him 20 million dollars a year either. Yeah. You need Lamar Jackson. You need to pay Lamar Jackson. You know, yes. and, and I also want to say this, too, because. Again, sometimes we become prisoners at a moment. I know people are upset that he got franchise tagged. I know people feel like he should get paid. I completely understand that, and I think he will be paid. But let's not act like this is only exclusive to Lamar. Some of the best quarterbacks that have ever played this game have been franchise tagged. Peyton Manning was franchise tagged twice by the Indianapolis Colts, and then they ultimately worked out deals. Steve Young, after winning a Super Bowl, was franchise tagged by the 49ers, and then ultimately they worked out a deal. That's why I think they will work out a deal. This is just the Ravens' way of buying more time. There's no way in hell that they could allow him to just become an outright free agent and create a bidding war that they can't keep up with other teams. Because if, if that was the case, like you said, the Giants damn sure don't give Daniel Jones almost $200 million if they could outright just bid on Lamar without giving up draft picks. You know, yeah. the Carolina Panthers don't make this trade if they could just go get Lamar. So th that's the, what the Ravens were trying to avoid. The Ravens are still going to try to work it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, I would, I would also in just cause there's a lot, a lot of other teams that are still looking to make moves. Um, if, if I'm a team like Washington, I'm Eric B enemy and I, you know, I took the job in Washington and we spoke about, you know, all the things that, you know, all the issues that they have in Washington. If I'm Eric B enemy, I'm pushing for the for Washington to go out and, and and give up them draft picks and trade for Lamar Jackson, if I'm the Jets, I'm looking to trade for Lamar. Bump Aaron Aaron Rodgers. I'm only going to get two two good years maybe out of Aaron Rodgers. You can have him. I'll I'll take Aaron, I'll take uh, Lamar Jackson uh, in New York as well because either one of those situations, you know, Washington has some really good uh, wide receivers. They got a, they got a, a decent running back out there. Lamar Jackson can definitely step that offense all the way up, and they 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 had a I want to say a top six defense last season. So I wouldn't mind uh, Lamar Jackson if if I'm Washington, I'd be trying to get him. Same thing with the Jets. Uh, you got Wilson over there. You got Brees Hall, who's going to be coming back this season. Um, they got they got was Elijah. Um, forget Elijah's Elijah's last name. Um, so Elijah Moore. Lots more. There you go. Mm -hmm. So they got they got a couple of receivers uh, out there. Um, if I'm one of those two teams, man, I'm I'm throwing them two first round picks in the air and waving them like I just don't care. It's just going to get Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think for the Jets, they they're viewing it similar to when Tampa when it got Tom Brady. I think they want a veteran who has won, who can bring a certain presence to the locker room. Not to say that Lamar wouldn't bring a presence, but Lamar is also a young guy himself, and he hasn't reached the mountaintop. So it's a little tough to ask him to lead other guys who've never been there when he hasn't been there himself. 
That's why I think Aaron Rodgers does make sense for the Jets. Uh, but Lamar to Washington makes perfect sense, as you mentioned, because it's a franchise that needs a, a, a they need a do over. They need to revamp the look. And Lamar would do that. He would instantly become, you know, arguably the best quarterback you've had probably since Doug Williams. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he'd be the best quarterback you've had in 30 some odd years. And it would also be a way for Washington. It would also be a way for them to kind of steal back the fan base because since the Ravens have come to town, now that I'm in this area, I see it. The Ravens are slowly, even though the the, the Washington team has a greater history because they've been here longer, the Ravens are slowly moving in on that territory where people in the area are, are more attached to what the Ravens have done and the identity of the Ravens as opposed to the commanders and all the shenanigans that have taken place with the commanders. So if you're the commanders and you can get Lamar not only away from the Ravens, but now give yourself a a redo and a new look, like you said, Eric Bieniemy, Lamar Jackson, these receivers that we have, and we're going to bring a certain level of excitement. I definitely could see it happening. I don't, I I would want to know though. And and Trip, being that you are a Ravens fan, I ask you, would the price tag be a little higher for the commanders than let's say like the jets? Like, would you not only want the two first, but, would you say I need you to throw in Chase Young as well? Yeah, I, th- I think so. If I'm if I'm Baltimore and Washington comes knocking, I'm not just giving you Lamar Jackson. There ain't no way in hell I'm giving you. I'm just we can't because and and I've been down, you know, been down there, you know, visiting you down there in DC, and I even you know in that short amount of time experience you know, the difference in Washington and in Baltimore and how those they, they clash with each other. I can't see Baltimore just giving Lamar Jackson to Washington, even though it's AFC, NFC, th- that don't matter. It's out the window. Those th- There's still a huge rivalry with those two teams, and I can't just see see Baltimore just giving it up. But if I'm Washington, if I'm Eric being to me, I'm going to try. And then, you know, we spoke about this a couple of months ago, Eric, then after that, if there's something like that would happen and then Hove come in and maybe him and Jeff Bezos, they buy the team. Now it's lit. Now we got Airbnb, Lamar Jackson, and Hove. It's like, all right, I'm with it. I'm, I'm already on record as saying any team that Jay-Z buy, that's going to probably become my favorite team. So yeah, I'm so already on record. So if it is the commanders, then so be it. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, but if you're the commanders, I, I agree with you. I, I think you got to at least not only make one call, you got to make several calls and be like, what is it going to take? You know, exactly. maybe... Maybe you call Lamar first because Lamar is representing himself right now. Maybe you ask Lamar, look, let's realistically, what's the number? Like, all right, we can't do 200 plus million fully guaranteed, but if we do 160, are you are you okay with 160 fully guaranteed and the rest of it, you know, be incentive based and, and year to year? Okay, then if we could do that, then we're willing to do two first rounders. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh to CJ. I see CJ checking in with us um, on that Facebook. Y'all, y'all, y'all like us on Facebook as well, man. Facebook.com. Uh, we got a couple of more topics to get to. Oh, uh, Darius Slay. He wants out of Philly. I don't know, man. The Eagles was, was potent this season. Don't you want to try to run that thing back? I think they got a good chance of getting right back to the Super Bowl. But, uh, you know, something must be going on over this. or something going on in Denmark, as they, as they say, because Darius Slay... Philly. This is what happens with every good team. This is why it's so tough to stay at the top for long in the NFL. Everybody is going to want to get paid. And Darius Slay has been a very good player for them. So that's not to say he doesn't deserve to get paid, but this is what happens. 
you know, we already know that they're talking about Jalen Hurts getting a new deal. A.J. Brown got some new money when he got traded last year. Uh, Devontae Smith is going into year three, so they're going to pick up that fifth-year option. He's going to be getting some new money very soon. Yeah. You got a lot of pieces on that team that that now have have tasted a little bit of success, but also their contracts up. And, and Darius Slay, I ultimately think they will try to work this out because he is a very good veteran. He's the best corner on their team, one of the best defensive players on their team. They yeah. will try to work it out, but it's, it's not shocking. We see this every year. Yeah. Um, you know, they probably would have would have been jumping to give you that money had Patrick Mahomes not lit y'all up in the, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, hey, I I digress. I digress. I hope you, you, you know we're all about the, the player empowerment. Yeah, we we all about that play empowerment. We we love seeing players get to that bag because we know these owners will use you up until they ain't got nothing left, and um and then just toss you to the especially in football. Football is the is the sport where, you know, it's they will kick you to the curb because ain't no guaranteed money like that. You know, let, yeah, I didn't got to fight fully guaranteed uh deal because in football when they ready to cut you, that's it, it's over. You ain't getting no, you ain't getting that the rest of that money. So yeah, your contract is not fully guaranteed. It's tough. For Darius Slay, this, this might be the last contract. He's already in his 30s, so this might be the last one. So I understand it. You know, he's trying to get ahead of it. He doesn't want the Eagles to kind of hold that leverage over him. Um, so I get it. I understand it. And But I think they will work it out, though. Yeah, because, again, you have to get it now because the older you get <laughs> – it's gonna be even even harder to get that right now, and I think he he I'm sure he would like to just finish things off in Philly, um. But again, I'm still trying to be compensated young enough and good to still get a nice contract from somebody, whether it be Philly or not. So for Philly's sake, they they better work it out because they can't afford to lose any of their key pieces on the defensive end. Yeah, I'm tell. Yeah, um, Derek Carr. On his way to the Saints, um, I mean, it's, I don't. It's not. I don't think it's an impact move or anything like that. It's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a upgrade at, at quarterback. Um, Jameis continues to get hurt. Um, Andy Dalton is thirty three right now, and he ain't. You know, he he ain't look like he did in Cincinnati even. In, he in a, that way in a long time. Yeah. So, but I guess you know, shout out to Derek contract. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an upgrade. I mean, the division isn't that strong. Um, Tom is leaving Tampa. Um, you know, the Panthers are probably gonna have a rookie quarterback there. The Falcons still don't know what they're doing at quarterback. So it's a very winnable division, and it's an opportunity to go win some games. There's some talent there. Again, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Michael Thomas. Will he be back? Um, Alvin Kamara. He's a guy that last year there was rumors that he might get traded. You know, is he happy? Will he get traded? So those are the two big moves, but. Uh, this this always seemed like they were aligning each other, Derek Carr and, and and the Saints, and it happened pretty quickly. So, like I said, a little bit of success, but I don't I don't think this changes the landscape of the NFC any. Um, really quick before we get out of here, a little bit of boxing news. Um, versus Lomachenko, that is going to go down in May. Um, talk to me about that fight. I think it's going to be a big fight. Devin Haney versus Lomachenko is a great fight. At the lightweight division, Devin Haney is the king of the lightweight division. Uh, Lomachenko had held that title and all those titles for quite some time up until he lost to uh, Teofimo Lopez. I think that was like two and a half years ago. So I think Lomachenko is still a very dangerous fighter. 
I think Devin Haney is is a highly skilled. This is going to truly be a chess match. I don't expect this to be um, one of those bloodbaths where it's a bunch of knockouts. It's really going to be highly intellectual boxing between two of the most skilled guys in the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I agree. I'm looking forward to it. I think we're finally starting to get uh, more and more of the fights that we want to see. And I think this is going to be a great fight. I'm definitely going to be tuned in for, for that one. Devin Haney. Um, Devin Haney might be the best. I mean, I, I keep kind of going back and forth between who I think is the best. Um, but Devin Haney, you know, is, is right up there in the thick of things. So um, I can't wait to see this fight. Uh, if you know, just from afar, if I'm just picking, I'm, I'm going to go Devin Haney. But this is anybody's fight, uh, realistically, because these are two of the top uh, guys. Uh, in the division. Yeah, uh, it, it's... Either one can, can take it. I agree. It's a 50-50 fight because Lomachenko is still very dangerous, still highly skilled. Um, Devin Haney should be the favorite. He is the champion. But it's a very close fight. And I think we need to start moving forward and calling this boxing season now because once we hit March, this is when we start to see some of the better fights. We got Kayla Plant against Benavidez uh, in two weeks. We get, um, obviously, Garcia and Tank, which is the mega fight next month in April. Like I said, we get Haney and Lomachenko in May. Canelo makes his return in May as well. And there's already been rumors that Fury and Usyk have already begun negotiations on a unification yes. at the heavyweight division. So this is, we're officially, as the clock spring forwards for spring, we also spring into boxing season. Exactly. And Jake Paul just called out Floyd Mayweather. So we might even get that oh fight. <laughs> let's let's not do that. He needs some bounce back from the light. You know, he lost against Tommy let's Fraser. Not do that. You want to fight? You want to fight? Floyd? You ain't going to watch it? Eric ain't going to watch it? Honestly, I said you're going to watch it. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I, I would tune in because it's Floyd. I'm not going to lie because it's Floyd. I would tune in. Exactly. We just finished every one interview for it. Come on. Of course, we want to watch Floyd, man. I want to see it now. What weight they fight at? That's a whole nother thing, but I, I, yeah. I would, um, oh, uh, shout out to John Jones because we didn't really get to talk about uh, the John Jones uh, his comeback recapturing that title. Uh, was I think it was a minute and 30 seconds, was it? Eric, if I'm not mistaken, no, about you're that? right about right that right around minute and 30. Yeah, um, he's still the king of, of uh, UFC, man. I'm sorry, that man came back after three years. He wasn't like you know how you he he left. It was like he had just came home. He had to, he, he was you know what I'm saying he, he he ain't all swole up like he was, but he still got the W quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, so big shout out to John Jones, man. Yeah, he wasn't even in the best shape. Um, to, to get back in the octagon after three years off and to take on a legitimate title contender in the heavyweight division and take him out that quickly. I mean, it's just it's amazing what John Jones has done. And like you said, he he's not even in the best shape of his life. Yeah. So put some put some respect on that on that man's name. Um, I just I, I hope that you know the issues that he was going through and dealing with outside of the sport are behind him now. Um, because I would love to see him continuing to fight. And from the looks of things, um, he has not lost a step. <laughs> so yeah. I would love to see him moving forward. So big shout out to John Jones uh once again. The, the the Jones the Jones uh brothers been doing their thing because Chandler Jones just got a Super Bowl on the ring with the with the Chiefs as well so everybody's getting to the chip man they they getting the, the championship belts in the Jones family man <laughs> shout out to, to both of those guys uh over there oh uh, Eric with that being said though let's jump into the final thought man 
Final thought, we appreciate you guys tuning in with us every week. We greatly appreciate it, man. Um, it means a lot to us, and we hope that you guys enjoy this content we're about to give you guys next week. As Trip mentioned, we're going to try to bring you in live with us in studio, but if we can't, I, I hope you guys enjoy it, and I think you will uh, like some of these topics that we have for you guys, man. Just keep rocking with us. Uh, we're doing the Friday night lives. We're doing the Saturday lives, man. Just keep rocking with us. Keep supporting us. It means the world to us, man. Exactly. And, guys, y'all going to have to just, just make sure you social media and keep you guys updated with the times because i know we've been bouncing around but we promise that we will get to a consistent uh set time we go live but we definitely appreciate y'all i know start tonight but we appreciate you guys tuning in we appreciate you guys dropping all of the comments please make sure that you guys are following us on all, our, all of our social media uh twitter instagram at real slash real to that youtube channel as well youtube for the fans productions um i you know we mentioned earlier the uh all of the the interviews um all of our, our guest interviews on the youtube channel so go to that youtube youtube channel youtube.com forward slash for the fans productions uh click that subscribe button and just go through the old the old archives man everything is up there all the interviews that we've done uh <sighs> We've been, we've been doing this for a long time, so everything is there. And, of course, if you're not in the New York City area and you can't watch us Thursday nights uh, from 8 to 9 p.m. on Verizon 43, uh, don't worry. All you got to do is go to the website, click on that red button on the home page, and you can watch us from anywhere in the world. And, of course, make sure you guys are subscribed to the Real Fans Real Talk and the Sanchez Show podcast streaming on all major platforms. With that being said, I'm going to just say thank you to you guys is my final thought. Y'all y'all energize us. When y'all drop in those questions and those comments, that keeps us energized and keeps us coming back to do this thing with you guys. So thank you guys once again. Continue to support us because we're not going nowhere. Uh, in the words of the great Ralph McDaniels, he told y'all that too. Real fans, real talk. We are not going anywhere. That being said, tough trip. Yeah co-host my brother, Eric Sanchez, a.k.a. Legend in Two Games. We up out of here. Peace. What's good? It's your boy Daylight. You're now tuned in with RealFansRealTalk.com. Bye, y'all.